I would say stop nibbling around the edges. If you've got the down payment, jump in. Jump in with both feet. You're not going to regret it. What would your life look like if you could replace all of your working income with simple and conservative investments that could do it for you? Over the last 13 years, we've helped thousands of clients transact over half a billion dollars in simple and conservative real estate transactions, allowing them to begin replacing their work income with real estate investment income. Each week, we'll be pulling back the curtain on the ins and outs of real-time retirement-based real estate transactions that will transform your financial future, even if you have no real estate experience. This is Replace Your Income with me, Kevin Clayson. And Steve Earle. All right. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Replace Your Income with Kevin and... Steve, how's it going today, Kev? It's great, Steve. It's great because you're still in Canada and I have the office to myself. It's phenomenal. It's so much more quiet. Um, we're finally able to get work done because you're not coming out of your office and barking orders at everybody. Everybody's in a lighter mood because they can actually breathe because you know how dominating of a personality you are with your management style. So it's great, Steve. It is great. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're getting stuff done because I was feeling a little bit nervous, felt like I needed to get up there, crack the whip a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so glad to hear that things are still getting done at the office. Uh, by the way, everybody, if you don't know us well enough yet, you should know that that was pure sarcasm. Uh, in all honesty, for those of you who have not really interacted with Steve and don't know what kind of a management style he has, he's the CEO of our company. I mean, he and I are founders of the company, but Steve takes the reins and he is an incredible manager, an incredible human. He cares so much for his people. And so because of all of that, we're willing to excuse the fact that he is in fact from Canada originally. And that, you know, and I think it's a compensating factor, Steve. So we're glad for that. Well, I'm just up here, you know, I was, I was up in Edmonton yesterday at my nephew's wedding and uh, just a few not a few miles south of the of the frozen tundra, literally. My brother and I went on a a Harley uh, motorcycle ride yesterday. Uh, we had to bundle up. It is beginning of September, and it was quite cold. You know, really. But uh, yeah, but we still yeah we it was like if if there would have been moisture in the air, like it would have been snowing. Like it was that cold. Wow. So yeah, so I am excited to get back uh, home. Um, you know, we've been down there for 30 years now, if you can believe that. And uh, it's, you know, that's it's it's our home. Did you take your Harley with you? No, my brother has too. Okay, yes, too. Okay, so, awesome. Yeah. So I'm just following in the footsteps of my older brother. We love to ride together. He came down a couple months ago. We went on a, on a ride, took my daughter for her first long ride. It was fantastic. That's awesome. And that's why uh, you and your daughter are both significantly more masculine than I'll ever be. Cause I, I, I can't ride a motorcycle. I have no, I've never gone. I've, I've looked at motorcycles, uh, but I'm pretty sure the second that I try, I will crash. And at least that's what my wife tells me on a regular basis. So, um, so, you know, we'll give it a shot maybe one day. Well, listen, what is even better than that is we have another amazing customer client episode interview today and we have two incredible people with us 
And we are so thankful that they are taking time to come and hang out with us. They're joining us from across the country, at least from where I am and from where you are. Thank goodness technology can connect us, which is amazing. But we've got Pat and Kat Lysight, and they have been clients of ours since like 2015. They've done eight properties all together. They homeschooled their kids. Uh, they, they have a profession that means that they move all over the country, which, by the way, is another really cool aspect of, I think, this whole story, because, Steve, you and I say all the time that geography you don't have to be dependent on geography to have a successful real estate portfolio. And I think, Pat and Kat, you guys are such good examples of that, because no matter where you may be professionally, you have the ability to own real estate, manage real estate, and kind of have that aspect of your retirement continuing to grow. I was just looking at your most recent game plan review, property and market review that you guys had back in December. And I don't know if you remember, do you remember approximately how much equity you have in your properties? Uh, so I don't remember from December, but I actually just did this about two weeks ago because we just closed on our eighth house. Uh, and so I, I ran the numbers uh, and looked at Zillow at what our, uh, you know, the houses are worth estimate about now and, and looked at how much we owe on each house. And uh, and our real estate portfolio now is at about uh, $864,000 ish. Yes, you guys are like above three quarters of a mil on your way to it. It is so inspiring and it's awesome. And you guys have done this with four kids at home that you're homeschooling as you guys are moving around the country. I just think you guys are such an inspiration. It's so amazing. And so I would love for you to rewind the, rewind the, did you hear what just happened? I tried to say rewind and it didn't work. Do you guys know why? I, I think I've shared this on the podcast. I grew up with a speech impediment and sometimes ours still give me trouble, which is funny because I'm a speaker by nature who can't yeah. say ours. Yeah. <laughs> I want to rewind. I want to rewind the tape and I want to go all the way back to when you guys first got introduced to Done For You Real Estate and tell us a little bit of your story, why you chose to move forward, what, what kind of happened throughout the process now of the last, what, eight years that's led you to over $800,000 of equity in this amazing real estate portfolio. I would love to just hear your story and I want to hear from both of you, Kat, okay? I know Pat's going to share lots of cool stuff, but Kat, I want to hear from you too. Okay, so to make this happen, I'll start first. Um, my, my backstory is that my dad still owns the home that I grew up in, uh, but he purchased another home when, we, when I was in high school and we moved and he, he couldn't sell our original house, so he just kept it and has been renting it forever. Um, so I always thought, you know, that's a thing in the back of my head, but didn't know how to do it. Um, when we were, gosh, what was this? Almost 10 years ago, I was in a homeschool community with a woman who was working with you guys. And she just kind of gave me a pamphlet and gave me some information and got me thinking about it again for the first time in my adult life. And I pitched it softball style to my husband hard pass <laughs> hard pass zero. you're like i'm out wow. forget it zero real estate background zero you know 
family in real estate investment, nothing from his side. And so he literally hard pass. No. And I, I pushed a little bit. Why, why are you so anti this idea? And the bottom line was, I don't want to be a landlord. I, I don't want to have to manage a property and go fix a sink in the middle of the night. And I said, especially (laughs) when we're across an ocean from that sink, that would be bad. It's a good point. Yeah. That would be difficult. Yeah. And so that's when I got on to your website and just started poking around about some of the educational videos that you had at the time. I was like, would you at least just watch this video with me? Skeptical, very skeptical. All right. I love it. You can take over. Okay. Um, so we, we actually, we watched the videos uh, and I was like, okay, well, it seems like there is a way through property management and aligning all the things so that I'm not going to get the call at two o'clock in the morning from a property across an ocean saying, come fix my toilet. So I was like, okay, let's, let's actually talk to somebody. So we, we called and we had a conversation and, and we talked through some of the reality of all of our savings that we would need to use as a seed uh, to get into this process was tied up in uh, Roth IRA investing, you know, for retirement. Uh, we had, before we had kids, we were both working and we had uh, put away a lot of that uh, money initially. And so that was what we were going to have to do is take that out. And so that was going to incur penalties. And that was another like, do, is this something we're going to do? What are we even getting ourselves into? But we worked uh, through it uh, with you guys and, and found a way to get to yes in a way that was manageable. It'd be a short-term hit for a long-term gain. I, I, started, I started to catch the vision for what active management and uh, real, you know, income replacement meant, right? And, and to see the difference between compounding interest in, or stock market volatility and, and, and the value of real property securing the investment that's, that's behind what you're in. So like, okay, we're in, we're going to do this. It makes sense. Uh, we're looking at, you know, trying to look forward in time and, and create some opportunities to ultimately uh, change lifestyle and enable some of the things that we wanted to do as a family long term. And, and that, you know, would require us having more time, which would require us not being uh, a slave to, wor- you know, workplace constraints. And so uh, things for our, our, you know, faith, family and, and you know, passions that, that we have uh, developed as a family. And so, okay, we're going to do this. So we, we did. We basically totally emptied my Roth IRA, uh, and we took most of hers. Uh, so that amounted to about 180 K. Um, and we put that into our first, uh, initial, uh, three properties the first year. Uh, and then, uh, I got a bonus at work the next year and we were able with what was left over and the bonus to get our fourth property. So basically within, uh, 12 months by the end of 2016, we had four properties, uh, and we got those all down in the Florida market, uh, and closed on those. Uh, have a great property management relationship with the team that's down there. That's uh, Citravest that we've been working with since uh, 2015, and I'm really happy with all the the care that we have had. Even though we've had hurricanes, and we can talk about that, uh, but. Uh, 
So we left it alone for a couple of years because we didn't have any more money and it takes time to get over all the closing costs and all the the hits that you take in the early part of the process in terms of uh, your finances and, uh, and, and what margin you have. But uh, we've had tenants basically in all of our houses uh, at pretty much all times, uh, except I think we had one six-month gap in one house. Uh, and that was not our property manager's fault. It's just there were some tenant issues that we had to work through. And that's a part of the process as well. But we had all the help that we needed. Um, and we did our first, we sold the first property that we had purchased. Uh, I want to say that was in 2018. Sure. And we were able to take the gains that we had because it was the Florida market with the equity growth curve. We were able to take the gains from that plus a little extra and turn that one house into two. Uh, and then, uh, instead of selling the other initial properties that we bought, we waited a couple more years and then we did a cash out equity uh, to take the uh, the money out of those houses, uh, refinance that, get some of the equity out. And then that's how we uh, picked up uh, houses uh, up through what we just landed with, with uh, eight we're at now total. So, uh, and in the last three, we actually moved into the Tennessee market, mm -hmm. partly because of hurricanes uh, and looking to, you know, just geographically diversify, but also partly looking toward changing goals and wanting to work toward more of a cash flow market instead of an equity growth market to give us options for the future, because we're not exactly sure what our timing in our uh, professional um, progression is going to be. And there's still some uncertainty there. So trying to create options while not closing any doors there. So we're at eight now. All told, we have put in about 250K of our own money throughout the process over eight years. And like we said, our portfolio is now at about 864, which if you do the math works out to a ridiculous 17% annually, which is just a number that I have trouble wrapping my mind around. That's awesome. That's so awesome. And what I love, you guys, is what you just described is precisely what we talk about on this podcast. It's why we're writing the book, uh, Micro Wins to Millions. For, for you guys listening out there, what you just heard Pat and Kat describe, that is the way it should go. It doesn't mean it's always easy. It doesn't mean it's always smooth. You heard them talk about hurricanes. They had some tenant issues. But the end of the day, and what I, one of the things that I love that you said, Pat, is you talked about how Early on, you took a short-term hit for a long-term gain. You know, I think that oftentimes, because we live in kind of a fast food society and because we're so interested in like, you know, immediate gratification, like what is it going to do for me right now? I don't want to wait three minutes for my burger. I should only have to wait two minutes for my burger. And we get in this state of mind nowadays where it's gotten like Amazon has just made it so much worse and social media. It's like, I don't know if you guys are like this. Like if you go buy something on Amazon and it's not on Amazon Prime, meaning you're not gonna get it within the next two days, you're like, why bother? Are you kidding me? I'm not even gonna deal with it. How, how well, like I'm gonna wait four days? I mean, come on. <laughs> it's so funny. But at the same time, we are totally unwilling to go to the store and get it immediately. So we're just lazy. 
and we're lazy and we want things when we want them. We're like Veruca Salt from uh, from Willy Wonka. I want it now. And I, it's just this amazing situation as Americans that we're in. But what you guys said is something that everybody listening should pay attention to. Are we willing to make a short-term, uh, take a short-term hit for a long-term gain? And you guys have seen what that equity growth has done. And one of the other things that I love about what you guys have done that's so smart is as you've been reviewing your portfolio and looking to the future, you're saying, okay, great. We've been able to get this amazing equity growth in Florida. Now we want to move to another market. Geographical reasons as well as start to shift over to a cash flow um, to a cash flow play. And that's one of those things that, you know, today for anybody listening, if you're not taking action on real estate, you don't have those options in the future, <laughs> right? Like today, if you go buy today, cash flow is not really on the table if you're coming out the gate with your first or second property. You may have small cash flows, but they're not going to be massive. Now, I don't think that, you know, Steve and I are really big believers that's a temporary state. It's not kind of like this permanent affliction, just given interest rates and whatnot. It's just kind of where we're at. Interest rates are normal, but they're not the 3% that they were. And so that has an impact on cash flows. But every day that somebody waits is another day they're not getting some of the benefit of the time being on your side when it comes to real estate. So I love what you guys have done. And I think you've been really, really smart with what the approach has been. And, and the other thing that I really appreciate about how you guys have looked at this is I like that you're viewing real estate both in terms of, yes, what's my overall return? Because Steve and I talk about that a lot too. It's like, there's so many numbers in real estate and so many real estate investors get caught up in one or two numbers that maybe they heard from some guru or heard on some podcast that they should be focused on. The number you talked about, Pat, that 17%, that's the number I love. That's the number I focus on. And I go, what else is gonna do that for me in the way that real estate will with the multiple profit centers that real estate gives me and allow me to look to the future and use it as a sort of retirement-based approach to generating income. So anyway, I just, I think I'm big fans of what you guys have done. It's you've worked the system exactly the way it should. That is for me, that is Moneyball real estate, what you guys described. You know, we talk a lot about that. So it's pretty amazing that, uh, that in eight years, you guys have accumulated eight properties with over $800,000 in equity and some cash flow. And this nice little business that you have that you can manage from a distance from literally anywhere in the world. Um, I'm curious. So do you have kind of a, a broader, larger plan than this? Is this kind of where you guys are going to hang tight for a while? What, what are your future plans or over, say, the next 10 years? You're, you're both very, very young. And, you know, as, as I'm looking at you here, um, what are your plans over the, next, over the next 10 years as it relates to your real estate investing plan? So I think we're in a uh, building season. We need to let our you know, capital gain a little bit so that we've got money for the next house. I think we do plan to increase the portfolio by, I don't know, three to five more homes over the next 10 years. Um, although we, we were looking at maybe, uh, you'll say this better than I will, selling homes to reduce our leverage to increase our cash flow as we approach wanting to live off the income. So this is, we're really at an inflection point. So this is a really interesting uh, question and, and conversation point because up to this point, we have been totally focused on growing the portfolio, 
right? Increasing the number of houses uh, to uh, multiply the equity growth uh, and enable the portfolio to continue, you know, ideally to double about every five to six years uh, is kind of what we were shooting for. What we're looking at now is that uh, we are looking at in our in my profession, our base salary may decrease by 40 ish percent sometime in the next three to five years. We don't really know exactly when that's going to happen. And that's that's part of the long term plan. But what we're trying to do is have the portfolio be in a place to augment and replace that 40 percent that, that we're you know going to be losing. Uh, so that we can do things with our time when that transition happens uh, so that we're able to pursue those passions and, and family goals uh, that we're working towards. So the, the, the short answer to your question is we are looking to enable uh, our passions. We are, we're big board gamers. It's right here on the t-shirt, right? Uh, we're as deep into that pool as you can be. We design games, we publish games, uh, we make no money, but it is a lot of fun. Uh, we, we meet incredible people in that world. Uh, we are very active in our faith uh, and supporting uh, various uh, Christian uh, causes uh, and engagement, and we love doing that. Uh, and we don't want to lose the ability to do those things when our my professional earning capability changes. And so... The plan has always been, since we started this, to enable that transition to happen gracefully. Um, I, I will be honest, though, that that target has moved a little. Like, what is the acceptable quality of life? Uh, as our kids have gotten older, as the economy has gone through inflation, and we've looked at, like, what is going on in college education and preparing our kids for the future, like, the requirement side of the equation has grown significantly. And so that causes us looking at this inflection point that's coming up to say, what are we going to do with our portfolio? Do we, are we willing to continue the profile of equity growth so that we can get to a point where the portfolio will support us at a much higher level later on, but continue to, to work uh, in the workplace more aggressively for longer uh, in order to support that? Or are we willing to shift our, our model uh, in a way that maybe we sell a property to reduce the leverage to increase the cash flow so that we can accept a smaller standard of living sooner, right? And these are the, the questions that we're working through, and we don't have an answer yet. Um, but the great thing is that we have you guys to talk to. And, uh, and we're, one of the reasons I did this whole number crunching thing two weeks ago is we had a conversation with Mike Chamberlain, and, and he offered to sit down and do some long-term financial planning with us. And so that's something we wanted to pull together so that we can consider at a, you know, at a broad brushstroke, what are the options that we have? Because um, no matter what, for the next year, we're waiting. So if we're going to wait anyway, let's use the waiting time to plan so that our next moves are happening you know, from a, a place of, of wisdom. I love that. And uh, one of the things that you just said that I love so much is you used a word that for me is a power word when it comes to real estate. But I think probably for most people, it's not so much a power word. But when it comes to real estate, for me, the word wait and waiting 
is such a powerful word. Um, <laughs> again, we kind of come back to that immediacy and that desire that we have. There is so much power in the waiting and the waiting is what allows options to form. And, um, and, and I think that's such a powerful aspect of real estate. You know, one of the things that kind of struck me as you were talking about the situation you guys are in is I was sitting here just thinking like, I, I, I'm so excited for you. Um, and, and I'm so excited. I was thinking like how many Americans have the kinds of options that you guys have? The vast majority of Americans, if they were looking at a 40% pay decrease, which by the way, they all are, right? When you move from work life into retirement, even if you've got a pension, if you've got a pension plus social security, uh, when you take a look at what prices are doing, cost of living, um, you know, potential additional medical problems that stack up as we get older, like you are, everybody is, it should be, if they're not in real estate, really considering, hey, I'm going to experience a decrease. And so many people don't have the options that you have. What's so cool and why I'm glad you're really working with Mike is uh, you guys have so many options on the table. And some of those options come from taking a look at your equity position, at uh, you know where you're at from a, a debt to income standpoint. Some of those options come with the waiting. We don't know what interest rates are going to do. We don't know what the real estate market is going to do. We have a pretty good idea just kind of based on supply and demand and what we're expecting. And I think that it's very likely that over the next few years, there's additional options that materialize for you guys simply because you're giving it the time to wait. But I just was sitting here thinking, what a gift that is that uh, that you have these options and that we don't have to. The other thing I love about real estate is, I, so I, my wife is amazing, but she like, it's impossible for her to make a decision, right? Hey, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. What do you want? Hey, where do we want to go for dinner? I don't know. Where do you want to go? Hey, what should we do this weekend with the kids? I don't know. What do you think? It's like, she's incapable. I love her to pieces. And uh, it's so funny though, because she looks to me and I don't always know that I've got the answers. And when I try to project out into the future and try to have all the answers, it's a really stressful thing for me. One of the things I love about real estate is I don't have to know all the answers today because what happens as my portfolio grows and moves, as the market shifts, is the math begins to tell me the story and guide the path. It's almost like the, the just the math of the situation starts to illuminate a couple different pathways. And then based on what the numbers are giving me, what the real estate's giving me, what my cash flow potential might be, what my you know debt level might be, I just get to look at those pathways and say, do I take door number one or door number three? But they're both available, which I love. And you guys are in that process. And I'm just so thankful that you are because there's so many people that don't have that kind of an option. And so hats off to you for just in general for that. The other point that I just wanted to make that I love and I hope everybody listening heard Steve and I talk about this a lot, and Steve, you may want to comment on this. We're we're big believers that real estate should provide the life that you are hoping to have, as opposed to so many people just wait and focus on the scoreboard. I'm trying to get to X amount of dollars. I'm trying to get to X amount of properties. And, and if that's all we're focused on, I think we sometimes miss the mark. But what you guys are doing is you're saying, we love the community we're in. We love our family. 
We love our Christian faith and supporting Christian causes. Those are the real motivators behind the real estate that you're doing. And it's not you're just shooting for some portfolio or shooting for some sort of arbitrary dollar amount or net worth like a lot of the world tells us. And like, frankly, a lot of these Instagram and TikTok gurus tell you that you should be, that's what you should be doing. But instead, you guys have looked at it the right way. I think it's the right way where you're saying, I want real estate to support the things that I love. And that is that you combine that with your patience with your options in multiple markets, uh, with the time that you're giving yourself in real estate, I feel like the world is your oyster. You guys have so many opportunities ahead of you and I just get excited for you and I just, I hope if you're listening to this right now, if you're a podcast listener, I hope you're feeling that and seeing that and realizing that what Pat and Kat have done with their family has set themselves up for an incredible future that's what they want to design it to be as opposed to sort of their future deciding for them what they're going to do. I just love it. I think it's awesome and hats off to you. It's, it is pretty awesome what you've done in, la- in the last several years. Um, you mentioned some of the, the pitfalls, right? Uh, sometimes a tenant, you know, leaves in the middle of the night. You have to make a, a mortgage payment for a while. Maybe there's a repair. Maybe there's a hurricane, right? And maybe there's some, some things that in ch- three hurricanes <laughs> that, uh, you know, that, you, you know, maybe insurance isn't, isn't going to cover the little things that you just, you know, you cover the cost yourself. Right. And so there are, there are some of those things that, that go on, um, with, with real estate. Um, I love your vision as far as like what, what your plans are in the future. I love what, what Kevin just kind of shared with his, with, uh, kind of his thoughts about your scenario and what you guys have built and what you're doing. You know, one of the things that I love about our effort to help our, our, our clients get to a 10 property portfolio, many of them go above 10, many are still on their way. There's many who just own one property, right? And they're, they're listening today and they're thinking, man, is it possible? Could I actually get to eight? And, and that's why we thought it'd be so fun to have uh, individuals like yourself come on board and uh, uh, do a podcast with us so people could kind of see what the possibilities are. Because the vast majority of our clients are still in that build mold mode. But one of the things that's interesting to me is that every property has a story. Every property is meaningful to our clients because it's not about this big, you know, giant, you know, dollar sign at, at the end of the day. And you guys shared with us some of the, the things that you hope to be able to do and accomplish, you know, your, um, your break-even business in the board game industry. And, and some of the other activities that, that you're involved in. What would you say is the single most exciting thing about being inv- investors in real estate? Number one, one of you guys can take that question. The other question for you is, what is the ongoing most difficult thing of being real estate investors? There are moments in the real estate process where you have the chance to get perspective on the future that you wouldn't otherwise get. Like the last couple of weeks, we just closed the property. We know we're not going to do anything for a while. Okay, take a deep breath, come out of the process. Where are we? What are the choices, right? And that that deep breath uh, where you you know you're, the process is working because you're seeing it work, but at the same time, you get to peel some of those layers back and look at the future in a way that doesn't induce stress, but induces joy. 
right? That, that we get to look at the future in a way that is exciting and we get to see the possibilities open up for how do we want to shape the future of our family. And, and for us, really, it, there's going to be a lot of shaping the future of our extended family uh, because we have moved around so much that when we make the transition and we pick a place to go, it's probably going to pull a lot of the family together into that, um, into that place. And so there's a lot of responsibility in that, but there's also a tremendous amount of opportunity um, in that to enjoy some of the things that we haven't had a chance to enjoy over the last 20 years. And so uh, that, I think, is what is so exciting. I think another thing that's exciting for me is sharing the journey with our kids. Um, our oldest is 16 and our second is 14 and our third is 12. So they're all old enough to peek at some of the numbers. So when we did our refinances uh, two years ago, I invited the kids into that conversation and talked about why we were refinancing and what that was going to cost us in the short term, but what it was going to do for us as we, you know, pulled out this pretty huge chunk of money and their eyes getting, you know, as round as saucers, you have how much money in the bank? Um, and then explaining to them that, you know, this enables us to buy the next investment property. And what does this investment property mean for your future as, you know, part of what we're going to have to do in the next decade is help our kids through college. So that has been really exciting, too, just to give them the opportunity to, to vicariously learn through us what investing in your future looks like. Um, yeah, there's been some some eye-opening moments. It's been a lot of fun to, to journey with them. And, and to teach a little bit about that discipline that you talked about. You know, our, our portfolio has grown the way it has grown because we have left it totally alone, right? Like we've put the money in at the key yeah. points of time and it's gone, you know, things have gone up and down momentarily, but we have like all of the income that has ever come in. For, we have not taken a single penny out of the money that that has gone into that, right? And so it, it's just compounding and growing, and that way it's there so that when the hurricane, draw, you know, knocks out a fence and takes out a roof and damages the inside of a house, we have the the buffer there that's necessary to repair and replace it without having to stress about it, right? It's it's there, it's available, it's built into the plan, right? Nobody wants to deal with it, but it you know it's not gonna uh, derail the plan to, to take care of it. And so we've had great people to work with and we have left it alone. Just leave it alone. I love that. So, so talk to us. So I've, so two questions kind of wrap up. So back to Steve's question, what's been the most challenging aspect of it? Then we're going to end with one question. We'll let you guys go hang out with your, hang out with your fam or go play a board game or something. But, uh, <laughs> but so talk to us about what's been the most challenging aspect of the process that you guys have gone through. So for, for me, it's two things. One is the unexpected call. You know, the fridge went out. Do we have permission to go buy a new fridge? When it's the third fridge in a year, you're like, Ugh, this hurts, right? But as Patrick said, we have left a slush fund available for repairs. So we have never been caught off guard by the hurricane, the air conditioner, the refrigerator, you know, with eight homes, those things are going to happen. That's hard, 
But if you have a stockpile sitting aside for those things, it's not going to hurt your pocket. And so that's been okay. The other piece for me is the stress of making the decision to do the next one. And then all of the paperwork, <laughs> like yeah. having to, all of the, you know, interacting with the lender and having to give another bank statement and another thing. Like, oh. That's so fun. But <laughs> Best part. Yeah, it's great. Love it. But, you know, it's, it's a small wall to jump over to get into the next house. And so, yes, it's a pain, but you do it. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So last question, and then we'll let you guys go play a cool board game. Uh, and by the way, we need to circle back and talk about maybe designing a real estate money ball based board game. Cause how cool would that be <laughs> right. to like build your money ball portfolio? That'd be awesome. Um, but so uh, the last question, if, if, if somebody listening right now is kind of thinking about doing this, they're nibbling around the edges, they're sitting on the bench, they're kind of not sure. What would you say to them about jumping in to doing real estate? What advice would you give that person? All right. So anecdote, my brother had a pot of money that he wanted to jump in and go do real estate, but he wanted to do it on his own. He didn't want to pay the team's fee to DFY. He wanted, he chased for a year and was not able to close a deal for a year. And wow. he ended up going and blowing that money somewhere else and still is not in real estate. Look at that. So I would say, stop nibbling around the edges. If you've got the down payment, jump in. Jump in with both feet. You're not going to regret it. Yeah, I, I, I was the I was the hard stop. I want no part of real estate. Uh, and and I I need to say if if you're like I was, um, don't don't worry. DFY has got your back. They're going to uh, connect you with good people uh, and they're going to take care of you as you go through the process uh, start to finish. So don't stress about that. Uh, and, and I would say that it is only getting harder. Um, and so if, if you wait, you are likely to not be able uh, to get into the market at all. So if you, if you are close, stretch now to benefit later. So powerful. Steven, I say it all the time. When's the best time to invest in real estate? 20 years ago. Second best time is today. All of the time. It's always the right time to buy if you have the ability. You guys are such great examples. Thank you for your story. Thank you for your example. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your advice. Thanks for taking time out from the family and hanging out with us. We appreciate you guys. Congratulations on your success. And uh, we appreciate you guys spending some time with us and can't wait to continue to help you guys do whatever we can uh, to serve you and help you craft the life that you deserve and that you're working towards. So thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate you. Thanks thank for you. having us on. All right, everybody, that's the episode for today. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you real soon.